Welcome to issue 105 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Tawaltimus, and joining me tonight is Mike. Hey, Zach. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Daniel. Hello. Welcome, sir. Great to have you. And Steve. Hey, Zach. How's it going tonight? Yeah, it's going great. Good. Well, folks, you heard a new voice at the top of the show. We have an interrogation room with Zach from FFG. Uh, I want to get right into this and just ask a question right at the beginning. Uh, Zach, uh, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Zach Waltness. I am the Quality Assurance Specialist at Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, so I coordinate all of our external playtesting, and I work with our freelance proofreaders and editors, and I take care of a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I do admin for our like, testing forums and stuff like that. And I work closely with all the designers on pretty much everything that we put out. So I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but uh, I'm, I touch everything. Let's put it this way. Well, that, that, we are really excited to have you on the show. Um, we've talked to Caleb and Michael Boggs, and, but we've never got a chance to talk with you, so this is going to be fun for us. So um, we're really looking forward to this. But, so thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. This is, this is exciting. It's super fun. So you said you're quality, quality assurance, Zach? Uh, yeah, I'm the... Uh, currently in my one-man quality assurance team for FFG Studio. So um, about 10 years ago, I had a Rune Wars game that came with a broken sword on one of the elves. Are, are you the guy I talked to then? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, that, okay. would, that would be more like uh, our um, customer service team back in the day. Oh, okay. So yeah, so although um, back when FFG did handle uh, its own customer service, I did work pretty closely with that team and sort of going back and forth and connecting people with people that could help them and vice versa. So. They were great. Yes, they were. Back in the day. <laughs> yep. So it sounds like, Zach, you've been with the FFG a long time. How, how long have you been there? Uh, it's been 10 years as of January 9th. So, oh, okay. Oh, wow. 10 years. Yeah. So, so that, that Rune Wars thing, like that game had just come out when I started. So, yeah, I was. Yeah, so it was probably about the time that you put in that parts request. Then yeah, it's probably just getting going. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's lost in the mail, but I am still waiting for it. It'll get there. It'll take some time. <laughs> It'll get there. So you said uh, that you are quality assurance at FFG. That implies you work on other games. How, how big uh, is your portfolio? Um, it's 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 literally uh, all of them. Um, oh my goodness! Like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. So. Yeah, if there's a game that we put out, I've probably been involved in it, at least in some capacity. So whether it's like, you know, like recruiting testers for it or, you know, just, you know, there have been times in the past where I would actually like do some proofing and editing myself or um, definitely contracting a lot of our like external freelancers who work on it. So things like that. And of course, you know, back when we were in the office, it was kind of nice. It was um, nice to be able to just turn around and just sort of like, talk about what works and what doesn't work and just sort of like have that just sort of, you know, that just sort of like on the spur of the moment conversation. And, and we still do that to a certain extent now that we've moved mostly virtually, but it's not quite the same. 
Oh, and by the way, yeah, like, so I will probably end up going on weird tangents throughout this whole thing, and feel free to interrupt me and stuff. Oh, me. thank God. Okay. I was going to okay. say, thank goodness. <laughs> we, we love We never tangent. go on weird tangents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be uh, but, right there with you, Zach. I didn't start as quality assurance um, originally, though. Originally, I was a producer, and then I sort of switched over because my skill set worked with it when FFG was like, hey, you know what? We need to make sure things aren't broken and horrible and can actually be played because there was some uh, pretty high profile sort of like uh, sort of mistakes or misprints that caused some like pretty massive like recalls or like, you know, sending out additional product to people who purchased certain products. Like, for instance, like scenarios where you needed both sides of a tile to create the map, for instance. So oh, yeah. Fun. You know, that's. <laughs> impossible to play without two copies of the game that's 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 not great <laughs> oh my goodness i was gonna say i'm surprised i i picture and the more i talk with you guys the more i i'm getting a, a better picture of ffg but i always kind of picture these companies as these mega colossal things with hundreds of people and all these you know departments and you're one guy who does quality assurance for like the whole business that that's that's amazing to me that you still guys put out such quality products and you're such a small company, it feels well, like. So. Well, what I will say is, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, mean, I, I do a pretty good job. Um, but I will also 100% give a lot of credit to our playtesters. We've got, like, literally thousands of people around the world <laughs> um, who help out. And, um, and over time, like, it's like the, the, the sort of, like, quality and like the caliber of these testers as the more we work with them and we you know like get some real awesome folks to work with like it's just getting better and better and better and so like so that, that's a that's a big part of what i do is to sort of curate that to make sure that we're like connecting all the best minds into these projects like you know linking up designers with testers that can work well together and vice versa and yeah sort of create the best atmosphere possible to sort of foster creativity and to really sort of like bring in minds to sort of tear things apart to make sure everything works. Well, how did you find yourself getting into this industry to begin with, Zach? Oh boy. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'll try to do the short story, I guess. Um, well, okay. So, uh, brief history of my life. Uh, like I've always sort of liked games and sort of played games and made my own little games. Like since like my earliest, some of my earliest memories, like age three or four or something like that. Um, but I never considered it as like a thing to do, you know? And then uh, get to college the entire time. I'm making games, playing games constantly. Um, I'm in college. I end up being a theater major. Pick that out mainly because like, it's like, oh, this is something I enjoy doing as well. Which coincidentally is probably comes from like, you know, did a lot of RPGs and stuff like in high school sure. and growing up, GMing a lot. And like one thing I always try to do is like really make those NPCs feel like real people. And so it just translated so nicely into all those theater classes. So like character development and stuff came pretty naturally. Uh, and then um, graduate college, I was living out in LA. I was there for um, about a decade or so. And, you know, working day jobs and doing some acting here and there. Nothing that really paid the bills or anything. But, um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I mainly just did it because I loved it. But then, like, also playing games there, and, like, I had a group of friends there who we would do all sorts of stuff together, but one of the things we also, we enjoyed together a lot was, you know, playing games and stuff, and one of the big games that we played a lot as a group was Battlestar Galactica, the board game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's still one of my all-time favorites, and, uh, and a Fantasy Flight game, 
And then like an opening came up for a designer and one of my friends was like, Hey, you should apply for this job. You love doing this kind of stuff. And we all love this game and the other games that this company makes. And so I actually applied uh, for a designer spot a couple of times, did not quite get it, went away in the interview process the second time, but didn't get in. Ultimately, when a producer job came up, that's sort of what like, oh, because like I had a bunch of like, because like during all these day jobs and stuff I was working, like I was basically doing just tons of like little like project management things and like, and so like I ended up doing a lot of that. And one of the things I was doing for a while, which was sort of my standard job or my base job, which I could, you know, it was convenient because, you know, flexible schedule, I could come in whenever I wanted. But um, it was essentially a QA job where we were like, you know, test out like, you know, uh, DVDs, Blu-rays and stuff like that. Uh, and so we would like go over that stuff. We'd get stuff from like Warner Brothers and Sony Pictures and make sure that like everything on the disc corresponded with the stuff on the packaging and make sure there was no audio dropouts, things like that. So, so QA sort of happened as well. And so then like when I got the producer job at FFG, um, I was working on Dust stuff. Any of you are familiar with that? Dust Tactics, Dust Warfare. It was our first little attempt at a miniatures department. And then so when that sort of ebbed away, it was also about the time where, you know, a bunch of games had been released with these sort of major issues and it became like a major initiative for FFG to like tackle this. I, I'm guessing they just looked at my uh, resume and were just like, oh, hey, who has experience in there? Let's talk to Zach. And so they talked to me and like my producer job was starting to disintegrate anyway. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll switch over. And then I guess the rest is history. I've been doing that for now for like, I guess like eight years or so, seven or eight years. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you said you had thousands of playtesters or thousands of contacts? Oh, uh, actually, uh, I would say testers. Um, I don't have the numbers on me right now, but let's see. The last count, uh, in terms of active testers who are coming in and out and testing semi-regularly, like at least like maybe one project a year, I would say we have probably over 300 groups of testers. And each, you know, group has sort of like a group lead and then they have people who test with them. So, and each of those groups can be anywhere between like, you know, like one and 10 people. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of people. Quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got to ask this question before we move into other things. You've been at FFG for more than five years. Do you have a five-year art piece of yourself? I do. Oh. It's great. Um, I did a, a companion piece with myself and uh, another friend of mine who used to work at FFG. Uh, and um, it's basically, it's in the Arkham universe. And so like uh, my friend's sitting at a table and he's just like, hmm, it's like we're in a library. And he's just sort of like going over some newspaper stuff. Like he's, you know, investigating something. And, it, and he's just kind of like engrossed in what he's doing. And he's not noticing what's going on behind him, which is me like with like this like magic dagger and like this like, torch or a lantern just like in like a battle for my life against some massive tentacle creature monster oh my goodness <laughs> which one I want to see from? this art game. Yeah. it's see. not actually in a game yet I don't think um, oh it's so coming I, I sure hope so I mean uh, actually the, the art piece it didn't actually get completed until late so I've actually been at FFG for probably almost 8 years by the time it was done so so hopefully within the next couple of years we'll we'll have something something in the Arkham universe to Oh that sounds fun. You know. Well I'm gonna look for every Arkham piece of the library and a guy in the background fighting something with a magic dagger. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh I'm gonna lose. I'm definitely gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> so for 
let's say your standard hero pack. I mean, how what does playtesting look like? What's the, what's the cycle look like? Do you just give it out um, to people and look for feedback, or how how structured is this? Well, it's it's um, usually when it comes to testing, um, we wouldn't we won't necessarily do like an individual hero pack, but it's more like a wave of content. And so testers, uh, the the group that comes together, will basically work on like usually there's like sort of like a main release, like a larger box expansion with a you know like a campaign or scenarios in it. Um, and then there's also like the hero pack releases throughout that wave. And so one play test would consist of um, groups testing all of that content. And then, and then it's just once that's all done, so we'll test it all in like a batch, then it goes off to production and then they'll sort of produce things and print them sort of one thing at a time. And then they'll be released sort of sequentially after that. So, um, and, yeah. And do you do the, oh, I'm sorry, do you do the play testing in waves, Zach? So like initial, like here's a bunch of cards, here's all the stuff, what do you think? And then you start asking specific questions of your testers or how to, like, what's the process? Uh, well, every uh, sort of designer or design team sort of works a little bit differently. Um, however, when it comes to Marvel Champions, usually it, usually it is like, here's sort of the initial, like, they'll like do a lot of development in-house. And so we'll do a lot of sort of like testing just among FFG. And the, the teams will like iterate a lot on that content and sort of get stuff into a place where it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty good, you know? Like, it's like we can mm-hmm. play it and get through it and it, and it sort of works. And so once it's in a good enough place, it's like, okay, let's open it up to play testers. And then, and then that's sort of where I'll go out and like, I'll like hunt down sort of a good brew. And honestly, Marvel Champions is one of our most popular lines for play testing. So I perpetually have a wait list to go off for that one. And uh, so like, I, what I'll usually try to do is I'll like try to find groups, a combination of groups that are like, uh, veterans, so to speak, and that like we know like are top notch and excellent, and we can always rely on their feedback, and they're just a pleasure to work with. And then I'll usually also throw in a few of the newer sort of recruits or the ones who are newer on the scene to testing, just to sort of like that way it's like they come in and then it's like they have this sort of like high bar established, and so they know you know it's like something to aspire to, I guess, and it sort of helps bring everybody up. And I find that we end up getting more new people ending up becoming really solid testers from that as well. So it's, it's so oh, nice. It's yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's like just the sort of community of it all is actually really, I don't know. It's like really refreshing. It's really, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a really positive sort of a thing. And like, and like I'll go in the forums and like, I, I do a lot of lurking. So like, so we have our private testing forums where, Testers will communicate their sort of feedback uh, with designers and vice versa. And conversations will occur and everything sort of grows and develops. And that's where the designers will sort of post updated content, like based on feedback. So there's a lot of iteration that happens there as well. Um, but yeah, like, so I do a lot of lurking and just like the conversations that come out of that are like just great. Some of them are just hilarious, but like a lot of it is just like people who really care about what they're doing, really getting into sort of going over the ins and outs of this new material and just like, it's just, it's an awesome time and it's, and it comes across and I think it comes through in the games itself. So it's a, it's a great experience to be a play tester. I've done that a couple of times for oh, FFG, yeah. FFG games. And it's really, it's like the conversation you have with the designer is really interesting. Right. So that nice back and forth. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was really well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, if people are interested in it, is there like, how, how might one, 
reach out to become one? If that's sure, um, uh, you can go to uh, the Fantasy Flight Games website. So uh, there's like an end more section. It's like up there. So like up in the sort of navigation, the menus. It's like it'll be like an end more, and then it'll show like play testing as an option. Um, okay. But otherwise, you can always just write to playtesting at fantasyflightgames.com, and that generally will redirect to me. So, you know, then I can say hi and, you know, talk about games a bit and see about getting me set up as a tester. Sweet. You said um, you have some veterans that kind of are around, um, and then you bring in new, new people for different waves. You find that gives you, like, fresh eyes and new energy to have – you know, somebody come in for a wave and then maybe go out for a wave or um, I, I kind of like the idea of that. That seems like a nice thing. Yes. A um, uh, hundred times. Yes. There's definitely been times in the past where for certain uh, game lines or whatever there, the iteration was really, really fast uh, and persistent and forever and, and like, you know, no end in sight type situations. And so it's like, there have definitely been uh, situations in the past where burnout is, can become a real thing, especially Back in the day, uh, we do a lot of our uh, playtesting virtually now, which is something we've sort of been sort of forced into with the pandemic, which is also something that um, we've been working towards putting in place even prior to the pandemic, but that sort of like hastened our implementation. And one thing that's great is like, you know, people don't have to like cut and sleeve and print cards over and over and over again. And that was one of the, uh, one big source of burnout is like, Every week, like you're printing, cutting, and sleeving, you know, like 500 cards, um, you know, and then you got to get the testing in, then you get your feedback in just in time for another iteration to, to hit you and then have to repeat the entire process again. Like in like, when like half the time is spent prototyping, it, it can get, can get, can get, you know, oh yeah, I mean, sure. it, it, it's all good and fun, but like, you know, after like, give it six months of doing that, like every week, and it's kind of like, it'll wear on you. Do you find that your play testers will like hop to test different types of games or do they oh. tend to stay in their own niche? Uh, yeah. Well, some testers are like specifically like, it's like, this is my game. This is my product line. This is what I really am passionate about and focused on. And that's awesome. Um, and then there are definitely testers who are like, it's like, I love A, B, C, and D. Um, or like people get hold of me and it's like, Hey, um, just letting you know, um, like this project finished up and I'm available. So if anything comes down the line or, you know, like I will test anything. I just want to, be a part of the process and that's also great too so like i try to accommodate everyone as much as possible so you know it's like here's what the designers need in terms of experience so for instance like it's like if it's like a marvel champions thing well technically you you come into it that's one thing that's nice about marvel champions you, you could come into it at any point in the game and sort of pick it up and learn it and play it but there are games like um say like mansions of madness where you have like multiple expansions and stuff. And so if we're testing an expansion for a game like that, it's like, well, you need to at least own the core set or understand how the game works to effectively test like an expansion. So, uh, so when like going through, like I keep track of sort of what testers have tested in the past. Uh, if they send me like lists of games that they have experience with or are interested in, like I keep track of that as well. So if something does come up, I can sort of like cross-reference designers' needs and the project's needs with sort of testers' I guess, preferences or, you know, what they enjoy working on and testing and ideally find enough people like that match up on both sides of that, that, you know, everyone ends up happy. I, I can see, I can understand how you test like Marvel or any of the card games. Like you said, it's just cards. How, how do you test Mansions of Madness with the apps and all that sort of stuff? Or 
I, I just, I can't even picture trying to do that. So. It was oh. a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, sometimes for things like, you know, like physical components, I mean, some of that's like print and play. Uh, um, other times, like for playing virtually, you know, you go into the virtual space and you manipulate components that way. When it comes to the app, um, we do have a test build of the app that we use during testing, which is basically like, it's not for sale, it's not out there in the world, but it's basically, you know, it's, it's essentially a version of it that um, we sort of distribute out to testers on a project and then they can sort of go in there and like, it's like, oh, hey, here's this new scenario. It's super buggy. Uh, if it crashes, I'm sorry. You know, or it's like, or report those crashes. And so, so in the early stages of testing app games, like some of the like bugs and issues that come up are crazy. Like it's like, there could be like a dialogue bit because like, like if a designer sort of, like copies and pastes a section of like, I guess what, like the code or the, you know, like we use Unity Engine for a lot of it. Um, or they'll take like a section from one different scenario and use it in another one. And then like maybe forget to swap out some of the text or something. So then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what is Aragorn saying? And why is Aragorn even here? You know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> when when yeah. my group was testing uh, mansions, that was kind of our favorite part. Um, it was it was really fun to yeah find the bugs and like find the the strange dialogues and things like that. We actually felt really useful helping out the app, you know. So it was great. Oh yeah, I mean, like honestly, like yeah, it, having help from testers to work on like app games is so critical. Oh my god, I can just imagine like releasing some of these things without the testing that goes into it, and oh, it would it would be a nightmare. Like we'd be constantly we're we still patch them constantly. You know, we're always patching stuff and there's little things that pop up here and there, but like, oh, some of these like weird, like game breaking things are like, oh, wait, now it's some sort of weird infinite loop somehow or, you know. Yeah. Three of us were English teachers, so we were very nitpicky. <laughs> so. Excellent. I was thinking, like <laughs> finding that one in a thousand or a permutation that takes you to that bug or to that weird combo in the app. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Along the lines of what Daniel said, do you keep track of, you know, what playtesters have what qualities, like which are more analytical, which are your English teachers sort of thing? Um, <laughs> not, not quite so, so granularly or specific, but um, um, in general, like for instance, like if it comes up, like if I'm like emailing back and forth to the tester and it sort of comes up, like it's like, oh, like X, Y, or Z background. It's like, oh, I have, I, I have a programming background or something. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that could be really helpful for something like, say, like an app game. And like, so like, I'll make little notes of that here and there. And so sometimes things like that do suddenly like pop up and become relevant. And so it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, look at all of these useless notes. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, hey, here's this like sort of like long shot thing like that, that I guess this works out because I happen to know this. And, right. you know, it's like, this is something that they're all about and are good at. So let's try and see if, you know, this skilled person will be interested in this brand new game that no one knows about yet. Daniel was laughing, but uh, really I was thinking about the the articles that FFG publishes frequently on the types of different types of players there are, you know, the Bilbo character and the Aragorn character. <laughs> and it's, I guess you just have enough play testers that it doesn't really matter. You know, you're getting a good sampling anyways. Um, generally. Yeah. So, so unless there's something very specific we're going for, which can make my job a little tougher, but you know, I'll still do it. Um, but usually like I sort of get 
I, I go for like enough of a sort of like range or variety of uh, gaming backgrounds and experiences and styles that we're not going to just, for instance, like, you know, like for Marvel Champions or whatever, we're not just going to have like, you know, like necessarily like everyone who's in this test is like super competitive power gamer or like it's like everyone in this test just wants to play with their 12 year olds, you know? Um, like, and you know, you know, and those are you know some some pretty extremes. But like, but the thing is, like, there's a good mix. Individual people also like there's there's a mix. Like it's like for instance, like, it's like I really want to like you know like get in this and like custom build this deck that specifically destroys this enemy on expert mode, and like I want to get through without a scratch. And then, but at the same time, I do also want to play you know with my kids. And um, for that, I've got these other decks that I, I can be more casual with. So there's a nice mix between individual within a individual people but then also you know i try to like just broadly bring in sort of a, a diverse pool of player experience to any project so with the the diverse group there there's this there's this nasty rumor out there that you guys don't play test marvel champions at four players is, is that true <laughs> uh i mean we play tested at four players a lot <laughs> I mean, there you I go mean, folks I mean, I would, I would almost say that that might even be, I, I don't want to like say anything definitively here, but it might be the one that gets tested at the most. I've never heard that rumor, Steve. Who's spreading uh, this horrible, <laughs> the, the, horrible the, those, clap there's, trap? There's heroes out there that are lying about it. I don't know. Oh, so they're lost the or something that night. And yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. Uh, so you, so what you're saying is you, it is play tested solo, two player, three player, four player. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, the whole, the whole gamut. And how, how long is, would you say, a wave of Marvel Champions gets tested for? Well, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it can vary a little bit, but let's see. I have some notes here. I just look at one. Um, he came prepared, guys. Well, I, my, my work computer is shut down, and I'm not turning it back on because that, you know. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, well, let's see. Showing Caleb up. <laughs> um, usually, I guess, I guess probably like somewhere between like on average, um, a playtest will last between three to four months. Okay. Of pretty consistent testing, and that's just for like like a like a specific project or a specific testing project. And sometimes a single release or whatever will have uh, like we've done things where there are parallel playtests where it's like. This group is maybe focused on, you know, like, like deck building or something like that. And then this group is focused on, like, you know, like drafting or something like that, or different play styles. So we've done like parallel play tests for games. So then for Marvel, you have guys maybe, um, like you said, you you have some veteran like hardcore guys out there who are testing. Maybe they're constructing decks. They're seeing what kind of broken combos they can come up with. And then you have some other ones who're like just play testing the pre-cons and whatever's the current wave is without thinking about the whole card pool. Do you have that sort of breadth of testing going on? Um, yeah, depending on the project. Like Marvel Champions, it's it's not as necessary to focus on like a specific uh, like an individual wave. Although that that does happen during testing. But but yeah yeah we've definitely done that. Okay cool. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? We don't need to know how the sausage is made, but we think you do a great job. Well, thanks. We got a good recipe <laughs> back here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the play test, uh, since we are Marvel champions, we'll, we'll stay with that. Um, how far out 
you think it playtesting is like what the guys that are playtesting now when would you expect that product to actually be released to the public oh man uh depending yeah depending on how things go like i mean it can be like once a playtest ends then um you know it goes through studio approval um it's got to be it also has to have final approval by marvel essentially and then it's off the production and then it gets produced and it's usually in a queue with our other sort of games that are going on and then it comes back to us gets shipped back to us and or or to our distributors i should say and then yes i mean it could be it could be like a year after testing ends that actual product starts to go out sometimes more that's not that's not bad i mean it's not too schedules being what they are well i mean and it's definitely a little easier when it comes to like card games um because there's like if you you don't have to deal with plastic miniatures or like a bunch of sort of complicated boards and stuff. Like for instance, like our recent release of Descent: Legends of the Dark, that was that was big. Like there were a lot of moving parts to that one. It's got the app. It's got like crazy detailed miniatures. It's got like the punch board that you create furniture with. Like it's like yeah, there's a lot of different elements that went into that one. So it, it took a long time, and also development took a long time on that one too. So so yeah, that was that box is much larger than a hero pack for Marvel Champions. It's just just a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you said you said so after testing, it goes to studio approval and all those sort of things. Are there any changes that get made after playtest to any of the cards or products or any of that sort of stuff? Like it, like, it has happened. Yes. Um, like for instance, after after testing is done, that's usually uh, when we'll do sort of our final QA steps which are like, you know, we'll, we'll send it to a proofreader and sort of have them go through it on that level. Uh, but actually prior to that, we'll also have to go out to an editor, like a technical editor, like rules editor, who sort of goes through and makes sure that like, I mean, I mean, honestly, like a lot of this gets caught during playtesting, but, um, but, you know, just to make sure that in the changes that we've made based on tester feedback, like say, oh, oh, we have to change this keyword to this and it has to work slightly differently now. Well, it's like we make all those changes, like maybe we did a find replace or something, but oh, this section was actually, you know, flowed in after the fact or something. And so now there's like, you know, like leftover fragments of what it used to be. Or by changing one thing, it's actually caused a different thing to be wrong, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of one of our last, like, um, our last pieces of sort of like, checks and balances before going to studio approval, which once again, then you've got people from all these different departments sort of like all putting their heads down over this product and really just nitpicking everything they possibly can. And so usually there's uh, some things that come out of that as well. Usually the changes that get made after playtesting are not extremely major. Like they're usually not things that will, oh no, the game is broken because like this was a problem. But um they can definitely be things where it's like, okay, well, this this is uh, this can be interpreted in this way, which is sort of confusing. Because um, one thing um, it's always nice to do after a playtest is to get it out to like these, you know, like editors, proofreaders, studio approval. Um, just because one thing I found, and like just from testing games myself, and just from being a part of the process, is like designers and the testers working on uh, a project, like they'll go into it and they'll um, they'll know after like the first. Couple, like week or two like oh this is how the game works this is how these rules work but the actual like formal rules document isn't necessarily complete by then and so like that sort of is is being put together at the same time as testing and so then like you know once it's done 
all the testers and designers, they know how to play the game. So they skim those rules or read those rules. It's like, yep, that makes sense. I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that. But then you give it to someone who's never seen this expansion before, never seen this game before, and then they read through it, and they're like, what? How? What? I don't know. What does that even mean? And so, so then that's, you know, that's where we find a lot of those issues. Um, and one of the things that we also do here and there, usually just for core sets of brand new games, we'll do like a beta test, which is after the main series of testing is done, we'll have like a, a beta test where um, we take basically what is like, what is essentially a finished product and have people who have not seen it before, like get it out to testers who have not experienced it whatsoever, get it in their hands and have them sort of play it and see if they can sort of figure it out and learn it and enjoy it. And those playtests tend to be a little more casual. They're not as crunchy, like, okay, what's broken? How can we destroy this thing? It's more like, can you just pick this up and play it and have a good time? And in some cases, we'll actually send out like physical copies of the game, not necessarily like finished production quality, but decent quality, like physical components and stuff. So they can have like an out-of-box experience and sort of like treat it as though it's like, oh, okay, so here's this game I just got. Let's open it up and play it. Like as if, you know, just someone bought it at the store and brought it home to just play the game. That's important. Oh, yeah, yeah. The number of questions we get just on the, the rules forums and our own thing, like, where do I find this card? Where is it? Oh, no, no, it's side B of this card. <laughs> things like that. People just uh-huh. getting stuck on the silly little things. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and just, as, much as, you, as much as you do, as much as you put in, there's always something. There's always something that slips through the cracks. <laughs> yeah, and you, you probably, you guys probably immediately notice it once it's been printed or published, and it's too late to go back. Oh yeah. Although we do have a system in place for reprint changes, so we do notice things like that. It's like, okay, all right, let's just you know put in a request for a reprint change, and so as soon as the next printing comes out, you know, it's like it's not a problem. Oh, that's good. But you know, the goal is always have as few of those as possible. So, so um. Has the playtesters ever like really saved your butts? Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. Every single project, I would say. There's almost always like something crazy that comes up where it's like, oh, oh no, I guess we didn't think about it that way. No, that that is game breaking. So yeah, testers testers save butts. Yes. All right. All right. So really, FFG wouldn't be where it is today without you. Well, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm my you know. I'm, I'm pretty great. But, uh, yeah. uh, I'm more of like a, a facilitator. Like I'm a problem solver. I like um, create. I, my goal is to create like um, an environment in which um, we can, you know, just create the best possible things. Because I mean, I like playing games. I, mean, I want to play good games that are fun to play and high quality. And so, you know, I've got a reason to do what I'm doing. Whoa! Hey, what? Stop! Hey, hey! Let me go, King! Let me go! Okay, so speaking of, are you playing our Marvel Champions? You do you play Marvel Champions regularly, or oh yeah, do you get to play it? yeah. Hmm. Uh, so here, here we like to tout the villains. Right, we're a villain show. So yes. I'm curious if you have a favorite villain oh, in no. the both in the Marvel comic universe and in the game. Okay, well, um, I'll start by saying um, it's hard for me to pick a favorite uh, in terms of just like the Marvel comic universe in terms of a villain. Um, I have a lot that I really enjoy, um, but I will say, like, I do tend to lean towards um, the Spidey villains, and like one that's dancing around in my head right now um, has been Hobgoblin. There have been a couple of fun Hobgoblin runs in the comics, so I'll, I'll just say that for now. Okay, Hobgoblin, excellent. We don't have him in the game, at least not no. yet, because 
maybe we get him in Sinister Motives, but we haven't seen that box yet. So I won't say crossed. anything. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So out of the villains that we do have, that's up to Hood. Do you have a favorite you like to play? That's just fun in in the Marvel Champions card game that you you just enjoy. Okay, um, I, I can answer this question, um, but I'm going to qualify it. So right now, as of just right now, I'm going to say Kang. Okay. But I will qualify this by saying, this might be embarrassing, I don't know. I have not played against any enemies that have come out starting with the Galaxy's Most Wanted. Oh, okay. And I can tell you why. Tell us why. And, and it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those tangents. Um, oh, excellent. Okay, so um, one thing, like, a while back, uh, it was probably, like, early pandemic. I started do- playing a lot more solo Marvel Champions, and so I've mostly been playing it solo these days, which I enjoy. It's a lot of fun. Um, and so, like, I played through all the campaigns and stuff. It was, it was great. Um, like, you know, like, the only real, the, the big one that was out at that point was, like, the Red Skull. And it was like, well, you know, that was fun. I've done that a couple times, but I kind of want... I want, to, I, want to put, I want to put together something bigger. I want to get crazy with this. Like one of the things I always I enjoy about games is sort of like big epic experiences like that, you know, that could take all day to play or maybe multiple days. Like, and if I'm playing solo, it's like I can just leave it set up. So uh, what I did was I sort of created my own sort of weird little like campaign sort of system for playing Marvel Champions. And that was, and just to, you know, just to make it a sort of, I'll give a brief brief overview, which is basically like you have um, you choose a hero. Um, I draft a deck for it. So basically all the potential cards it could be in, like, draw three, pick one. So create a deck through drafting, because okay. it's fun. Because, I mean, you know, like, I, I make decks and stuff, and, like, that's fun. I'm like, okay, let's solve these problems and stuff. It's like, but can I, like, it's almost like play on, like, a little bit of a more of a difficulty mode. Um, so I do that, and then I randomly select a villain, and then go to town. Now, if the villain's defeated, great. They're out. Cross them off the list. They're done. Um, the goal is to f- defeat all the villains. Now, if the hero is killed, well, they're out. I can't use that hero anymore. They're gone. If the villain wins via um, their scheming, well, then the hero is captured. So that whole deck and all the cards that I got drafted into it, that's set aside, and they can't come back until some other hero beats that villain and rescues them. Oh, and so that's it's sort so of awesome. I like yes. that. Yes. So, and then whenever I win, then I have like a pool of. Um, better cards so to speak that then i would draft like uh, like like draw five cards random from the deck and then like can replace x number of those cards with these better cards so to speak so the hero gets better but then the more i win there's a higher chance the difficulty of the next villain goes up and so like the difficulty as in like oh are there going to be expert cards in this one are we going to use sort of like the tier two and three version of the villain this um you know and like whatever other sort of hoggles there are so, so that's sort of what I've been doing. Now, I'm in a place right now until, where I'm kind of stuck, right? Stuck. I, all mean, my, I could see where this is going, yeah. All my heroes are dead or captured right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, well, boy, do, right. we, do we love to hear that, Ace? Yeah, yeah but, that's right. <laughs> but I've only got three villains left to go. Um, but I have to beat them a lot to free all the people who've been captured. So I've got, um, oh, what is it? Uh, Zola. That's one of them. The okay. Red Skull and Kang. Those are the three that are still up. I've beaten them all at various times, but they've beaten me more. Um, and so now I'm kind of stuck. I haven't picked up of uh, uh, picked up my Valkyrie or my Vision yet. Um, and I know Nova's going to be coming out soon too. 
And so like, so the next sort of chunk of these things that I bring back, like, it's like, okay, cool. Now I can sit and play this game for a while uh, again. And so I haven't brought in any of the new villains and stuff because if I start bringing them in, it's just going to make it even harder for myself right now. So I kind of want to just finish it at the sort of like level that I've got it. I've only got three more to go. And then once I do that, then I'm going to take, I think I've decided I'm going to take whoever is the like wins that final game, whichever hero wins that final game. I'm going to like build like, I'm just going to lovingly craft an amazing deck with that hero and use that to like try and take out all of these other sort of villains that have come out that I haven't touched yet. Yeah, so that's, that sounds fun. We, that we like sounds to, an exciting variant. Yeah. Yeah. We always say you play the game you want to play and we make tweaks and, Michael put in something or put out something and uh you know the FFG police isn't they're not coming to get you apparently so oh, my, oh man I've got like this bunker I'm all like hidden away in the hills they'll never find me I work remotely now I've moved locations like six times since the pandemic started they'll never find me they'll never, find never. Me. except when you go to your desk in the office yeah. well yeah. I try to avoid I avoid I don't have to it's all I do most of my job remote so. um uh, but yeah, uh, so, so that's sort of, uh, I will say, um, um, one of the heroes that just, the heroes, I mean, once again, these, these pesky heroes, but one of the heroes that is like really done really well for me in this whole system and lasted a good long time before I, I think he got captured, so I think I can get him back, was War Machine. Like I did some really good stuff with the deck I drafted for War Machine. And just like, he just like, he was just mowing down these same three villains over and over again. He freed so many people and then... I mean, you know, I mean that 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 got me like twenty five games right there. So yeah, War Machine's fun. Yeah, that's a good build. So yeah, you know, he's captured or dead now. So we'll see. Uh, so would he be your favorite hero to play? Who is your favorite hero? I think he's my he's my MVP right now, just because like I mean he's got the most successes out of out of all of my attempts. However, I mean you know deep down in my heart of hearts, I'm a Spidey fan. Great. Yeah, and honestly, I love the deck too. Like, I mean, I love how like it's like it's like the, the you know the whole like dodging blows and like just like every once in a while putting in like a really big hit on an enemy and stuff. Like, I've played Spidey with like each of the different aspects, and I enjoy it any any way you play him. So, and then going home to have some soup. Yeah, that's man, the man. best part about Spider Man. <laughs> exactly, it's nice. <laughs> okay, so you like Spider Man, but is there is there a hero out there in the game? that you enjoy hearing is just getting trashed by the villains. Like, <laughs> oh, man. And, and, and you should know there's only one right answer. Oh. According to Daniel, yep. There's only there's, <laughs> there's definitely a top-tier hero he likes to see just get beat up over and over again. So do, do you have one you prefer to see lose? Prefer to see lose. I've gone through so many. Oh, man. I said one that was just trying to think. Well... It could, just theme wise, even you know, it doesn't have. Oh, I mean, yeah, theme wise, like it's like let's see, like yeah, some some characters are a little less awesome than other characters. Boy, well, I mean, you know, I mean, I would like Bay Captain America. There's been some really good Captain America stories in the comics, actually. I think it's like you know, he's not, you know, maybe like what like Golden Age Captain America or something, but um, but even then, I don't know. Um, I guess I I kind of like the idea of. And this is maybe not what you're looking for, but I kind of like the idea of like Hawkeye just getting the crap kicked out of him. Perfect, love it. <laughs> That's exactly That's what, what we want to hear. Is looking for. That's right. That's the answer I wanted. Because <laughs> I mean, like you know, like he's just a guy, but like it's like Hawkeye is the worst, just the worst. Oh, now you can just throw that in there. You heard it. Okay. You heard it here, people. Yeah. You heard it here. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> that wasn't the right answer, but it was a good answer. It was a good I answer. Know. What's the right answer? Oh, Iron Man hands it in. Oh, Iron Man. Sure, sure. Entitled <laughs> piece of garbage. Hate yeah. him. Daniel's the thing against Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, I will say, I, I, I really enjoyed having Iron Man as an ally uh, with War Machine when I was making my big War Machine run. That's great. I had a nice little combo along with him. That was nice. But he was second, you know, he was he played second fiddle to War Machine, so he wasn't getting all the glory. He was good. Yeah, probably hurt his ego, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, take that, Iron Man. I hurt your ego a little bit. <laughs> that's why I kept him in my War Machine deck, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so on the flip side of this, we always like to ask folks, is there a villain that you think is just so totally cool or whatever it is that you wouldn't mind getting into a battle with or having them beat you? Yeah. So, oh. or, you know, going toe to toe with that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Going toe to toe with one. I mean, well, I mean like, like, wait, like me personally. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like Zach versus the, mm-hmm. what's you it? Could have, maybe you have some powers or a suit or whatever, you know, so <laughs> no, 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 I just got this going here. I'll be fine. You know? Yeah. Um, boy. Uh, I mean, I, well, I mean, I do like, I do like, I do like the green goblin in the game, especially with some of the, some of the, like, um, what is it? The modular, the modular goblin things like, you know, like things like the goblin gimmicks or like the other one. Like I kind of, I kind of like that. And I, and I, I kind of like that it's not. I like the sort of flip back and forth between the sort of like, oh, he's just this like businessman who's just kind of shady versus like, oh, now he's lost his mind and he's trying to get you. Um, I think that could be, I guess, exciting and terrifying at the same time. I guess like, <laughs> that's why I built this bunker so that like you know the goblins can't find me. Um, yeah, I'm thinking think job security in his office is always in question. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, which boss is showing up today? Oh, jeez. Yeah, which is why like, I'm actually really excited to like try out like the hood stuff because of like all the different enemies that are represented there. So like, I, I specifically like haven't like tested those either. So yeah, yeah, that's a good pack. Uh, that must have been a, a fun to test as well with what is it like nine modular sets, the standard yeah. two and expert two. Um, well, and I love the modular sets just in general. Like, it's like whenever I create a thing, it's like I'll I'll randomly throw in modular sets. Um, you know, it's like throw in you know one modular set recommended this. I don't do the recommendation; I'll just do it at random, usually. Um, but man, you can get some crazy stuff going on. Like, I mean, like Rhino in the Modoc chair or whatever. Like, I mean, yeah, yep. I don't know. Yeah, I like I like the weird the weird stuff that can come from those. Awesome. So another thing we've asked all of our guests from FFG is um, which part of your job would you most like to have evil minions do for you? Oh, um, okay. Uh, well, your, your, your evil villain laugh makes me think that you have an answer in mind here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just thinking like, man, like there's some data entry. I would just love to pawn on some minions. Like, um, uh, I've, I've been in the process of like, uh, sort of like creating like this um, um, updating like this like contacts information like across the board and with so many testers it it's like it's like a never-ending process and there's new testers signing on like more or less all the time and so it's just like it's like yeah like it's, it's one of those things like I generally at this point like I don't go in there unless like I have to like 
access that information somehow. And usually when I do, it's like, okay, I actually have to update it now at the same time. But like if I could just get like 20 minions, just like 20 minions working around the clock for like, I don't know, a couple of months, I think that would be great. Nice. Uh, we hit, that That's a good one. And nobody likes data entry. Yeah. Hope you can make it happen, man. Hope you can make it happen. I mean, yeah, I mean, like it's, like, it's not exciting. It's not an exciting answer, but like, I mean, you know, I mean, that's exactly why it's my answer. I think the best answer we had or the most exciting answer was, um, who, who said it? They, they basically were going to give up walking and have their minions carry them everywhere around the office. <laughs> oh, come on! So, um, so, I'll walk all over the place if I could get these 20 data entry minions. Yeah, I can't remember who. That was either Molly or Deborah who said that, I think. so. Yeah. But but crunching numbers and filling out forms was, was a common answer to this. Yes, so, it should be. As it should be. As yeah. It should oh, absolutely. be. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what interns are for. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of which, that's another uh, neat thing. Is like, um, we used to have a product development internship program um, that ran for a number of years. And I sort of managed that program. And, um, and it, you know, they didn't do a lot of data entry, but they did do a lot of um, uh, prototyping. That was a big thing. Uh, a lot of interns prototyping things. And that was that was nice, um, but at the same time, they also got to like work closely with designers and stuff, and actually like bring their own ideas to projects and stuff, which was better for them. And is that no longer happening, Zach? Um, it's not. Uh, the internship program ended. Maybe I want to say like, uh, or I guess we sort of we sort of stopped it um, for various reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a couple of years. Maybe around like was it twenty. 17 was that the last oh okay. we did it something like that although okay. yeah it's been a while it's been a, it's while. Not a but, pandemic thing it's pre that okay but i did do like the math recently and um about 20 20 23 percent of all ffg staff came from those internships or was a play tester oh that's nice so okay. that's i feel like that's you know that's another positive contribution i'd say that I was a part of absolutely happen. So that, that's, you know, in, in a way, but still like, cause it was all about, like, it wasn't just like make games. One of the things we tried to do is also like give them an idea of um, the tabletop industry and just sort of like, not just like let's do the development of the game, but also sort of like learn how things work in like production and like, you know, sales and stuff like that. So to get a sort of more holistic picture of the industry as a whole. And right, I think right. that, I think that provided a pretty good foundation for a lot of folks to like actually like start working in the industry, whether it's at FFG and there's other people who work at other places that are not FFG that also went through the FFG internship. So what it sounds like is a large portion of people owe their jobs to you. And that sounds like a <laughs> wonderful villainous scheme. I excellent. And then, yes. and the thing is I've, I've implanted all of them with these special microchips. And then when the time is right, I'll switch them all on. And then all of these ex interns will <laughs> rise up. And join me as I take over the world. <laughs> or, yeah. or at least do your data entry for you. Oh, right. That's what, yeah. And, and, and data entry, take over the world. Just, you know, they, they both have the same weight on the scales. And so I might, yeah, I might just do the data entry then. Because who I, wants I was, to run an entire world? That just seems like such a hassle. A lot of work. Yeah. Daniel, I was going to ask him this next question, but I feel like the, I know what the answer is. But uh, we've asked a few folks... Who in the office do you think would most likely be the one to assemble the Infinity Gauntlet 
for ill purposes. And from all your answers, I think it might be you. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I can't choose myself, though, right? Well, and I don't once think you started do for- no. talking about hitting buttons and having interns go crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it, it could be you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if it wasn't you, if it wasn't you, who would it be? <laughs> yeah, because it wouldn't be me, you know? Because I would never. Hey, what's this? A gauntlet? Oh, gloves. Gross. I don't <laughs> Over my hands. No, they're too delicate. Um, no, um, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Dane Beltrami, who was a designer on Twilight Imperium, the most recent one, and he's done a lot of excellent work for us in the studio. But I think uh, I think he'd snap his fingers here and there. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. Boom. Not a Marvel Champions person. The 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 funny thing is is every answer has been different. So that. That office is full of villains. I love it. I, that's yeah. why I, I knew I liked FFG. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, secretly, you know, secretly, that's what we are. We, we our front is like, oh yeah, we make games, <laughs> but we also make like space lasers and like earthquake machines, like mind control devices, like you know, our shards. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you also just totally sell each other out on this question. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's been a different answer from everyone. <laughs> Yeah, well, right. you know us villains, right? Like, we're always sort of like all the infighting. One of us has got to be on the top, you know? It's like we can't just, like, all work together as much as the hood wants to make that the case. Like, eh, it's all going to fall apart. There's got to be <laughs> one very powerful villain to keep them all the rest in check. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I might be the one to do it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Danny, do you have any more questions? <sighs> We've run I mean, through a lot of the ones we had written down. Yeah, we, you know, we got them off, off, off the list. But um, I mean, I just, you know, I think of Fantasy Flight Games and 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 the work you do there and the office. I just think of it as it's like utopian paradise. Am I right? Well, like, um, is that what it is? I mean, you think about that and like the job you do or being a designer there. It's like, how could there be a better job? Well, I, I guess one thing I would say is. Um, People generally don't get into tabletop gaming industry for like a six-figure salary or for the money, you know. Um, sure. But and you know, you know, you know, the office is you know could use some improvements here and there. Sure. But um, but one thing that really I guess would would push it towards sort of paradise in a way in terms of a dream job would be honestly like the people at the studio, like they're awesome. Like it's like. There, it's just a large group of like really creative, really talented, really smart people, all of whom are like nerdy as hell. And like, you know, it's like, it's not like I, I've worked so many just like sort of like random little office jobs and stuff like that. And like, you know, there's no like just like, you know, oh, hey, did you catch the game yesterday? The football game or whatever? You know, it's like, no, no, the weather sure is, you know, I mean, sure, you know, everyone's lost some sports or some weather will come up, but the thing is like, we're talking about stuff we like are actually passionate about, even if it's not right. games. Like it's like, it's like, you know, like, did you know, Hey, did you hear it? There's like this new Lord of the Rings series coming out on Amazon. You know, it's like, so it's like, it's like, right. ah, and then everyone jumps in on that. Or like, like someone will post like the next Marvel trailer, the newest Marvel trailer or something like that just happened. The Dr. Strange from the Super Bowl that just got like posted in our like, you know, group chat or whatever. And, so like I watched it. Like I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but when that got posted in the group chat, I stopped what I was doing to go and watch that trailer. So like, you know, it's like it's a good crowd. And like, 
just yeah, we can just talk about all sorts of random, like weird stuff that you know, whether it's games or other nerd-related things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's just yeah, it's just a lot of fun, good people, a lot of good jokes, and like you know, and yeah, yeah, it's an atmosphere, it's positive atmosphere, a lot of mutual respect flying around the studio, and just like everyone cares about what we're doing and that just it's so refreshing and there's so many like jobs i've worked in the past where it's just like people just like okay let's just get through the day or just like uh you know like or like right. weird office politics and stuff like that and it's like we don't have time sure. for that we're making games <laughs> well you know everyone we've talked to and steve i think you'll agree everyone we talked to from fmg has been incredibly thoughtful and kind and interesting and zach you are too Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. I think you answered all our questions and more. Um, yeah, it's just been really nice to get a chance to chat with you. So, yeah, well, like, thanks for having me on. Like, this has been super fun, and like, it's been great, like, talking about this. You know, I mean, about you know, just FFG in general and the business, but also about you know, Marvel Champions, which is a game that I know we all thoroughly enjoy. Um, yeah so yeah um hey um i have a question um you guys i take it have already played valkyrie and vision huh yes i have daniel might not have he's he's got to wait for his local group to catch up but i, I do have. What, what would you say that each of them excels at after playing a few times getting beat up by the villain no um fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got uh, a list of dead heroes <laughs> the uh, I like Valkyrie's um, Death Glow. That's a unique shtick there. The whole, like, who am I going to focus on? And Ooh. just attack, 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 I found mm-hmm. with her. And then uh, Vision with his two forms, his dense and his intangible form. Right. He has some real interesting, because you can flip forms every turn, even though you don't have to go to Alter Ego. And he's real versatile, because a lot of his cards <laughs> have either an attack on them or a thwart on them. So. He seems fun in in uh, Justice, but uh, all the protection and Android cards that came with him seem pretty fun. I can't believe I said protection was pretty fun, but I just <laughs> um, I won't tell Mike you said that. Thank you, thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's exciting. So one thing I like about Vision, I ha- I I've started a game with him and looked at a lot of it, the, the pre-con deck anyway, and um, both him and I guess Valkyrie in some way, but specifically him. He's a really cerebral hero. Like, there's a whole bunch to think about every moment with him. Well, yeah, I mean, and honestly, well, I do. I love, really like that. I, yeah, I do like the heroes like that have multiple forms in hero forms. Like, for instance, like Ant Man and Wasp. Like, I like the sort of like multiple different form type stuff. And like, mm-hmm. um, what you've been saying about like vision and his like tangible and tangible and like a lot of sort of like versatility and also cerebral. Like, I like that. I feel like that really sort of aligns with my play style in a lot of ways so yeah because with vision you're like what form do i want to end in because how am i going to handle the villain but what form do i want to be in right now because i have this attack or i have this thwart or i you know i can only do certain things yeah yeah it's not just yeah it's not just the uh the forms and whether you're alt ego or not it's also the cards in your hand at that moment like there's just so many things happening with him um, right. and, and one thing that's great too is like it's like if I'm playing I'm playing solo with vision so like 
if I am taking my time to really piece it together, I won't have anyone be like, Zach, oh my God, you're taking so long to hurry up. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. I think no, he is probably the hero that takes the longest to play. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your your playtesters did a great job with those two. So oh, Valkyrie's cool. I like her. Yeah. All right. Well, um, if that's if that's everything for now, uh I, I was gonna say thanks again, Daniel. Thank you so much, Zach. What a delight. Thanks so much for having me on. Like, I mean this is you know, like, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, so being sort of in the sort of like behind the scenes sort of support mode, I feel like I'm like, I'm like a support character at FFG, you know? Um, and so like, you know, sort of being able to come in and sort of talk a little bit about that aspect of it is, is kind of fun. It's kind of exciting, you know, to finally actually sort of like get out there and do that. I don't do too many public appearances. Yeah, everybody has uh, Caleb or Michael on, right? We like, oh, to, yeah. we like to get in there, Molly and Deborah Garcia when she was the art director, and we have okay. a couple more interviews lined up with some new folks I'm not going to spoil. And Ooh, it's we exciting. Talked with, we talked with your graphics team at one point, so we really like to to get a point of view from everybody that's there because we know it's a big team effort. So Yeah, definitely stay tuned for those future interviews and episodes because we got some great people coming in on this show in the future. Like... Some like top-notch folks from FFG. I won't spoil it either, but just to say, like, keep your ears out. Like, keep checking like the social media streams and stuff like that. And as soon as they know when they're coming on, be sure to tune in. Thank you. That's a good yeah. plug. Yeah, yeah. Good, huh? make it better than that. <laughs> and with that, folks might have noticed that Mike disappeared. Um, Kang showed up and whisked him away. But I think he's back now. Mike? Mike, are you back? All right, I'm back. Yep, that's right, listeners. I was gone. Where did I go? You tell me. Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Tuke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Hobgoblin, take us out. Name's Hobgoblin, and you're just in time for your funeral. But at the same time, I do also like it when he's getting the crap kicked out of him and just by some just magic string of luck just managed to like puts together the win at the end too. So so maybe yeah, you maybe you didn't want to hear that. Uh, well, I'll edit, I'll edit that part out. Yeah, but, uh, oh, yeah, 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 just yeah, edit yeah, it out. Yeah, it'll just be, it's like, it's like, you know what? 